Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and macabre murders and captivating crimes from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 163. Yes, it is. 163. 163. exciting. What a big number. It's a, it's a very large number. It is. Yes. It is. I can hardly count that high. I know. I've never counted that high before in my life. How are you, Nick? I'm alright. <laughs> are you alright? Yes. That one all went horribly wrong. Let's just tell people yes. immediately that, that that we recorded this. We recorded half of it. Half of it. Nick fucked up. <laughs> Realised he had not selected the right microphone. He was speaking in Flemish the uh, so, entire yeah. time. So, and I didn't even notice. Yeah. So <laughs> hours worth of gold recording. In the bin. But the news played about the recording. Go, oh, maybe there's something. Sal- oh, it's not oh, salvageable. It's not That's not a bad good. microphone. Not bad microphone. A bad laptop microphone. But we're here. We are here. Doesn't make any difference to you guys because Absolutely. we are ready with we're the stories, with again. the drinks. Yay. But you're all right otherwise. Oh, pardon that. I'm fine. Resplendent in black. Resplendent. Well, I got told to wear black. Yes, I, I got did told tell to you. smart myself up because it's like, oh, yes, yeah, so we're filmed now. Yes. Well, I look half, half respectable. Exactly. Throw something on. I know. Dear. But below this, I'm wearing horrible shorts. <laughs> But no you one can see this. never wear shorts. I never wear shorts, but it's so hard. <laughs> well, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. So yeah, like, why? Why are you wearing a sweatshirt? I'm not wearing much underneath it. Like a bra. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I don't know why I told you that. Yeah, okay. like, you didn't need to know that. You didn't, but fair enough. I felt gothy today. I've had a very long week I and I was very tired and I decided to rock up with my sunglasses and my Friday the 13th sweatshirt on and go, right, so yeah, well, oh, fuck I you. Don't, I don't know if... if sweatshirt screams gothy to me yeah if it's got a friday the 13th motive on the front yeah then but yes. you know big eyeliner makeup are you critiquing pointy my hair. look is that it yeah if i turned Studs up like everywhere that, that's punk mate studs are punk you don't even know what you're talking about i'm so drunk nick <laughs> feathers <laughs> feathers oh, like a crow yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. all there yeah Where, where's all that where's all that going well on? when you rock up with your crow lord cloak on then we'll talk and i will you should i shall i think you need to get a yes, crow it's cloak. in the dry it's currently at the dry cleaners so <laughs> do you send it to the dry cleaners well one kind of put it in the washing machine <laughs> <laughs> someone has <It's> to delicate 
to pick the lice out of it. <laughs> must be treated respectfully. Okay. Uh, to the dry cleaners. Yes, yeah, down at Master John's around the corner. <laughs> you <laughs> were like, quite surprised. <laughs> there's a lot of feathers that came out, so we patched it up with some just little bits of paper. There's a lot of crepe in here yes. now. <laughs> Cut out feather shapes. It's like, stick them in. It's like I rustle prof, now. crafting at school. <laughs> well, this is nice. Any yeah. poisonings this week? Uh, I don't believe so. No. Then no. <laughs> Still hot. Still hot. It is still hot. It was meant to be all stormy and cooling today. Well, it rained. Yes, I know, but it's not. It wasn't stormy and cooling. It's still muggy and horrible. You were sitting in an air-conditioned office. You have no right to complain about I'm today. Not now. No, it was raining earlier. It was lovely. Yeah, it was. I got to sit and have tea and read a book. Yeah, it's I didn't. Great. I got to sit in the work. Like, the temperature isn't perfect for you now constantly. Yeah, I know. And that is something that everyone should suffer about. <laughs> I feel the wrath I'm is coming. I'm not happy. <laughs> Therefore, everyone in the world should know it. Well, speaking of trying to appease the crow god that is Nick, <laughs> and uh, starting over afresh, I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. We certainly should. They're all bloody marvellous. Thank you so much. To one zombie mum. Oh. To Amanda Kirby. To Ellen Mollison. To a singular neuron. Uh, to Rebecca von Groot. To Jessica Skye. And to Nicole Haven. Oh, you are Thank so you, sexy, sexy, sexy Patreon Marvelous subscribers. People. Very beautiful. We had fun on Patreon this week. We talked about... Oh, can you remember now? <laughs> can you remember now? I remember. <laughs> you remember. It was all, all of, all of... I'm, I'm yesterday. Gonna, I'm going to hint at you. There were horses. There were horses. <laughs> and there were pistols. <laughs> I, it has come back to me. Okay. It has come back to me. There were highwaymen involved. There were highwaymen? There were definitely highwaymen. Yes, Plunkett and McLean. Plunkett and McLean, inspired by that excellent 90s documentary. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they started. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All the vibes of that, yes, yeah. were poured into that what, 17th century? 16th, 18th, 1700s. Yeah, 1700s. I, I, I still don't know my centuries. Oh, I, I still, don't know. I still got them muddled up. It takes it's me like, two seconds to go. 1600s, that's the 15th century. 17th no, <laughs> century. <laughs> they were saying that as well while yeah. riding around going, what century are we in? Is it the 16th century? Oh, sorry, stand and deliver. I should know that by now. But, um, no one knows. That's no the whole thing. Keeps you on your toes. That it does. That it does. As we have just proved. Yes, but a great episode. Uh, and if you want to know what the hell we're talking about, please come and join us on Patreon for but $5 a month or $15 a month. If you want to upgrade to our special Cyanide Connoisseurs level, you get an extra episode every single week on the normal tier. You get extra bonus content. You get a chance to chat with us. You get to join our lovely book club every single month. And on the higher tier, you get an extra special monthly, very weird episode and lots of goodies sent to you. As a thank you for joining. Marvellous. Well, Nick, are you ready? I think possibly maybe. To drink cocktails and talk about poison? Mm. Or we could <laughs> drink poison and talk about cocktails. Well, considering you've got a beer and a Negroni on the go at the same time at the moment. No, it's not my first rodeo. It's not, and the Negroni is very nearly finished. Oh, I know. <laughs> But let's have a let's have a beverage. Let's do it. Hooray, hooray, hooray. It is my story this week, but we can't we can't we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavor our cocktail of the week. My story so my pick, and this week's secret ingredient is oil. Does it have to be said so deeply? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it went a bit weird when I said, yes, I'm a Texan man. 
Texas tea! Oil from the land! So it's not lovely, lovely olive oil, which a few people were hopeful of on social that media. That would be nice. I would go with that. Yes, absolutely. get that. Dip some bread in it. Make some, yeah, absolutely. Make, get some balsamic vinegar going on. Dippity dip. Tasty. Yeah. Nice cocktail. I'm also not going to let you forget that the first time we did this, you said balsamic was a type of oil. I did not. I got confused. <laughs> but olive oil would have been lovely. All sorts yes. of oils. Oh, go, many, many variety of oils. Many, many that go into cocktails. Some lovely oil paints, maybe. Love to paint a picture while paint we're drinking. Picture. Absolutely. <laughs> you could do that. Yeah, I would absolutely. just be Who needs shit. to record this stuff? Would you be a mad artist in the corner? Or we could just film that and someone just does an artist rendition well, no, of they have court. Thing. They have a person who does all the, the sketching. Yes. We could have that. Well, I was thinking more there's artists when you do a live show, they do a live comic and they do a live kind of recording of the of, of what's being said on stage. Have, have you ever seen that? that? I don't seen know, that. people like who are, who are artists or comic artists or anyone can just come up on stage and they are note keepers, but they just draw as you, that as you talk. That sounds excellent. Yeah, it's amazing. Let's do that. Okay. Why I can't draw. No, we have to talk. Someone else has to come in well, and do it. Where, where are they? Clap your hands and they shall appear. Oh. Say the name three times in the mirror. <laughs> Mr. Jory Man, Mr. Jory Man, Mr. Jory Man. <laughs> Not here. But first a cocktail. First a cocktail. So it's none of those lovely oils. None of those There's lovely no oil paints. There's no paints. It's just thick black oil from the ground. Oh, yum. Mm. <laughs> so with that as your Impressed inspiration. dinosaurs. Are they dinosaurs? Well, old things. Fossil fuels, aren't they? Yes. So yeah. trees and fish and dinosaurs and... Wow. All sorts of old dead things. This is history with Nick Gordon, this everyone. Is, this is geology with Nick. He went to geology suddenly. Well, that's like rocks and stuff. Again, what a series. <laughs> I feel mocked. What have you come up with? Rocks, just rocks. <laughs> just rocks in a glass. Just fuck you, rocks. <laughs> Today, Yep. we are having. Yep. A North Sea oil. A North Sea oil. Okay, I can't argue with that. You can't argue with that one. No, no I can't. Absolutely. Damn it, I can't. Yeah, there's, there's no wheedling or mockery to be had with that. Ooh, oil rigs. Oh, yes, I did look up stories for oil rigs. Okay. And Is this they... not based on this, this story? Not based no, on an no, it's rig. not It's not on an oil rig. It's How not. Dull? I'll, I'll, uh, yes, no. Also, oil rigs, very dull. <laughs> very dull. <laughs> Tried to look up some funny stories and they were just all technical stories about one th- one guy moved a gauge the wrong way once. <laughs> what, what? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't imagine they're a barrel of laughs. To be it, on, really. It's a lonely place. I, don't think, I think there's a few of them on there. I think they're just by themselves. It's not like a lighthouse. Like a lone man on an oil rig. <laughs> Just constantly wanking everywhere. <laughs> the first thing you went to. Well, no, he very... has no responsibilities. No job. He is just tossing his load across the place. I just went to that. What's that, what's that film? The Lighthouse. Oh, The Lighthouse. That's it. Oh, <laughs> so I get it. I get so that's, it now. That's where, yes. that's where my, my, my brain went. <laughs> there were two of them on there as yeah, well. Yeah, they were in a grand time. So. <laughs> they having a lovely time. Oil rigs are not like that. And there's, no, there's many people, people. There's jobs to be done. There are. Yeah. <laughs> Gone off on a tangent here. Yeah. The only thing I know about oil rigs is that little message you get at the beginning of videos or DVDs. The, the little small print. The small print you get at the beginning of DVDs. Don't show this on an oil rig. Yeah. What? It is. I swear to God, because it that sort of counts in a really roundabout way, like mass distribution. Like there's loads of people on oil rig. Look it up. Look at it. Mm. There is small print saying you can't show this on an oil rig. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Just, I swear to God, it's From it's the WH Smiths on the oil rig. <laughs> <laughs> Someone buys it, sneaks it, contraband, puts it in their bag, and then goes, guys, gather around to watch this DVD. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I can't imagine the, the, the DVD companies losing sales 
from people stuck on the oil rig going, oh, I would have watched that. I, I did not I make... would have bought it if only... We are going to look at this after this. That's fun. I think we have a task ahead of us, but I think it is also high time for us to skip into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. Oh, Nick, we have a North Sea oil, which Mm. does not look like oil. No, it's not the black goo one would associate no it's very pale and we don't really have drinks like this it is it is an odd it's thing. got a, it's no it's got an oily tint to it i've just noticed that sorry no look at a, it look at it look, look, it's look. an oily tint no but it's got a, it's got a thing to i don't know what the words are viscosity yes it's got a, that you might if you had dropped oil in that so have you dropped oil in this no um, <laughs> i have no i perhaps i just didn't, didn't wash out my glasses very thoroughly <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's a layer of fairy liquid on the inside. <laughs> I don't want to drink it, <laughs> but it's very pale. We don't normally get drinks this pale. No, not, and not icy. No, not served with a cube. We're treating it with suspicion. Uh, yeah, it's odd. I'm, I'm intrigued because I have absolutely no idea okay. what this is going to be like. All right, well, I think okay. it's time for us to dive in. So, Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ooh. What? What's what? Mm. That's. That's odd. That's aniseed. It's really weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. I don't know. Um. Um. Mm. It's not bad. It's not. No. I'm. I'm going. No. Go for the second sip. I'm, oh, should I have had none of grainy? I don't know. What the? F- okay, it's mezcal that in that. Not what I was expecting. It's... Um. No, there is no mezcal whatsoever. Huh? No, I'm smelling it now because it smells like mezcal. It might smell like mezcal. There's no mezcal. <laughs> if I shout it long enough, there will be mezcal. But if, if I'm that convinced, then there might be. Okay, but there's aniseed in this. So what? Absinthe? There is none of that either. What the fucking fuck? What? <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's, it I, is not what I was expecting, I have to say. From having made it and knowing what's in it. You know what's in it. I was not expecting this. I don't I know if I like it. I more and I'm not sure. I don't dislike it. No, I don't dislike it. I don't particularly like it. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> It's, just, it's, a, it's a very, very confusing drink. So, okay, there's no mezcal and there's, there's no, no, no aniseed so in there. So you've guessed two things. Give me, give perno, me another. Give me another perno. No. Cloud. No. <laughs> Sorry, I really want them to be perno in it because it's it's cloud. I had a whole thing planned. <laughs> Sorry. Perno goes cloudy and it was like the viscosity. But it's yeah, not, but there's not, it's not in there. So no, it might do, but no. Shit. Right. <laughs> so, there, there is a, there's a, there's an anisey element. In one of the things that's in there, but it's not a, it's not aniseed. Uzo? No. <laughs> looking at me rather suspiciously. Yeah, yeah I'm looking. Over there. <laughs> What's going on? You lie. I have no idea. Okay. Right. I'm going to have to put you out your misery on this one because Please. you'll never guess. The original recipe calls for a Norwegian spirit, of course. Classic right. Norwegian spirit. Obviously. Called Linja, which is a clear potato-based spirit, like a vodka, but flavoured with caraway predominantly so caraway anise and various herbs and bits pieces now full disclosure couldn't get hold of that because that's i was online and yes substituted it with banana liqueur (laughs) so it's quite difficult to get hold of in the uk but then i remembered ooh, i do have in the cupboard the metzendorf kummel which we i bought i have no idea why we bought it but for an for an episode probably like six months or so ago yes a yes, bottle, a bottle yes. of medicine which is another caraway, caraway based 
Spirit bottle from Germany. And I'm sure I had the same reaction probably back then. But caraway. Oh, now you bloody say it. Yeah, caraway. It was just got a tiny bit of an issue. Yeah, and, totally and, and some other herby bits and pieces like there's herby, dill. Herby, twiggy, goodness. D- um, dill. And the cardamom, other herby things. <laughs> right. Um, but I, but so, yes, yeah, so I had to substitute it for the German variety. Yeah. Which Google says is much the same. Okay, fine. So, <laughs> Google said it was Google fine. says that we must, we must trust the Google. Just once when you have to substitute something. I do. I want you to and I don't because obviously you do your job very well. But I want you to go. So it called for this very specific Norwegian liqueur. So I just used some Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> just once to improvise. It was the same colour. So I thought that'd be fine. <laughs> so that's crazy. Okay, so. So there's that. Caraway. That's, 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 that's the main thing. That explains much. And then we have some whiskey. What? Some whiskeys. There's some Scotch whiskey there, and it called for it specifically called for a heavily peated. Whiskey. Oh, Nile. So Nile. So there's a bit of a smoky the thing. The Lafroy. That's yes, what's in the cupboard. That's the smoke. It's, so I swear it smells like mezcal. Bit of smokiness going on there. Then we have some the Cochi Americana. All we like. We like. And then lastly is some triple sec, but only a tiny wee amount. There's a quarter of an ounce of triple sec. And there's no extra sugar. There's no sugar. I am surprised how sweet it is really really sweet but there's no additional sugar it's just those spirits the the triple sec probably add the sugar but like you said i don't find it that, i don't find it that sweet but i mm. was certain there was sugar syrup no in there. no sugar syrup whatsoever what? going on in there. That's so going it's on. really it's not what i expected at all it's a funny one it's it's rare that we're so beguiled. I don't know if beguiled is the right word. Perplexed, <laughs> confused, bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. Yes, all those as well. All of those. Yeah. It's it. I don't think we have it again. No, I don't dislike it. I don't hate it. I can't imagine it'll be. Oh, I really want one of those. Yeah, it's not bad to drink because if you like caraway, I guess. But <laughs> I, I mean. There's no other way to describe it, but it's not overpowering. It's, it's sort not. of not. It's, it's very it's nicely very balanced. And it's just weird. If, if we were served this in a really, really well-rated bar, I would still think that wasn't great. Yeah, no, I agree. I would be going, oh, they put too much sugar syrup it's too in much there. Sugar. Too much sugar. Too I sweet. would not believe them yeah. with that ingredients. And then I'd be impressed. And then I'd be like, oh my God, it's the finest thing I've ever tried. <laughs> Obviously, because I'm pretentious. But, um, um, well, okay. I would say try it at home and let, me, let us know what you think. But I appreciate the the Metzendorf Kummel or the the Linear Aquavit, the Norwegian one. Probably not a common staple in most people's drinks cupboards. So don't. And don't go out and buy a bottle, especially for this. So, okay, well, um, well, with yeah. the North Sea oils in hand yeah. into the Hall of Mirrors, we're, we're not sure. We're, we're, not sure we're, we're happy to go in there. We don't know what will happen. Are you ready for a story? Oh, I think so. Okay, so now we have a story and I say buckle up <laughs> for it. Are we going to start with a party? Who doesn't love a party? Are we going to say we're in America? Okay. Uh, prohibition. Oh, that's less fun party. That's, that's not a fun party. We are at the home of Molly Kyle and her husband, Ernest Burkhardt. Now, Molly's mother, Lizzie, lives with them as well. Lizzie's not been doing too well health-wise, but they're they're looking after her. Molly has invited her sister, Anna, and Ernest's brother, Brian, has come along to this little do. It's more of a sort of a family gathering. Family gathering. Um, Anna and Brian know each other. They've sort of maybe maybe had a romance in the past. But all is well. All is well. Uh, Well, it's not really well because it's just, it's a family gathering. It's not very pleasant. No. (laughs) There's lots of tension in the air. Okay. So, So, Anna, 
Sarah, the eldest of the sisters, who's 34, arrives at the party. She's drunk. Marvellous. She's already drunk. We all need a drunk aunt who turns up. <laughs> Quite right. Absolutely. Handing her flask of liquor around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hip flask. Whiskey, anybody? It's fine. Yeah, I know it's prohibition. but it's fine. it's fine. A woman can get whiskey, I tell you. Now, the family is very wealthy. It's a nice house. There's servants. Anna has been flashing her cash all over the place. And it's much the talk of the town. She is a recently divorced woman. She's been partying. She's been going out on regular drinking binges throughout the land. Very loose morals, it was said she had. And Molly is feeling a bit raw. She wants her big sister to act like a big sister, really. It's only been two years since the death of their younger sister, dear Minnie, who died from a wasting disease. Oh, dear. Oh, those wasting diseases will Mm. get you. And Mother is also showing signs of a similar sickness, so it would be nice if Anna calmed down. And the situation is not helped by Ernest's aunt. So Molly's husband, Ernest. Yes. His aunt is there. Right, okay. Extended family. Yes, extended family. And she's openly disparaging of Anna. Oh. Oh, she has things to say about Anna. Mm. Anna ends up waltzing out in the late afternoon not going to stay there. Brian offers to drop her home before going to meet his brother in town to see a show. So, so far, so traditional oh, on yeah, this show. It sounds like a very lovely family gathering. Yeah, yeah, wealthy family at war. Uh, perhaps, ooh, some intrigue is on the cards. Well, now it's worth pointing out that this all takes place in Oklahoma in 1921. Okay. What we now call the Osage County... which was then the Osage Indian Reservation. The aunt's comments at the parties weren't really about the fact that Anna was drinking. It was about her and her family being Native American. Oh. Molly and her family are full-blooded Osage, and the Burkhart family are white. And the white people are not the wealthiest people in the room. Oh, nice. (laughs) I'm sure that went down a treat. (laughs) This story is going to go in directions that Mm. is going to make you go, what the hell is going on? One week later, after Anna waltzes out of the party, she will be found. And this is going to be the start of the so-called Reign of Terror. Dramatic. Also known as the Osage Indian Murders. Fun. Yeah. Buckle in. (laughs) It is indeed one week after the party, the 27th of May, 1921. Anna has not been seen by her family since the shindig. Molly is at first going, okay, fine, she's on a bender. Yeah. She's off, she's drunk, she's just, she does this, she does this. She's but having it's ground time somewhere else. Two or three days, she sent her husband round to check on her. There's no sign of her. She's not at her home. There's nowhere to be found. She's really starting to worry. And so a week later, a father and his young son are out hunting north of Fairfax Town on a swelteringly hot day. They're hunting squirrel. As one does. Squirrel could have been an ingredient. <laughs> that would have been more tricky, I feel. You would have hit me. But a young lad spies a sp- squirrel, spies one sitting sitting on the edge near a ravine. And he just, <laughs> this is true. Okay. It's, it's on there just kind of like dancing around and going, you can't get me, you can't get me. And he takes aim at the little critter. Fires off a shot and the squirrel squeaks in a very Black Adder style yeah. and falls off the edge of the ridge. Uh, yeah, into the ravine. Yes, it right. does. It does like, ah, dramatically falls down. The sun's like, yeah, yeah, I've got one, I've got one. He has to run after it and, you know, that's his catch for the day. Scampers down, finds the squirrel's body and starts screaming. Okay. Because he's found another body. Oh, not that, the squirrels. No, no, a big old decomposing bloated corpse. Oh, that's less fun. I would scream as well, to be honest. He's traumatised. No more hunting for him. No. The body appears to be that of a woman, Mm. an Osage woman, 
she has been shot in the back of the head. Oh, that'll do it. Identifying her is near impossible just by her features. She's been lying out in the elements for several days. Blistering sun, not in a good state. When news about this body being found spread, many people from the local town came out to the scene. Business people, a bootlegger. A bootlegger was amongst them. I don't know if he was just selling liquor to people around there. <laughs> well, they, they've had a terrible shock. Oh, no. Oh, no. Have some moonshine. Have some moonshine. Have some moonshine. He's got a good captive audience there. When the authorities arrive, uh, they are like, okay, we're a bit overstretched because we've just found another body a few miles away. Ooh. Apparently, in the same day, a man was walking across an oil drilling company's land one mile north of Pauhaska when he found a decomposing body Fun. under some tangled brushwood in woodland. This body had two bullet holes right between the eyes. Mm-hmm. The man's name, it would later transpire, was Charles Whitehorn. Again, mm-hmm. an Osage man. He had been missing for two weeks. Later... Molly is called in to identify the woman who's in the ravine. She recognised Anna purely down to the clothing that she's wearing. Mm. Sorry, she's disappeared the night of the party. They think, yeah, that was the night that she died. Okay, she's gone out, sitting and drinking, and has been shot in the back of the head. Now, there's nothing to connect Charles Whitehorn and Anna Brown, but two Osage people have been killed. Yeah, in the same method. Found on the same day. Why are these people being targeted? Don't know. Why are they being taken out into the wilderness and shot in the well, head? I suspect some sort of horrible form of racism. Horrible form of racism, but I need to give you some background now. Don't please do. About the Osage Nation, which I hope I do justice. So the Osage Nation, you'll like this, once dominated the Great Plains of America. The Great Plains? <laughs> and oh, it's called that. We love the Great Plains. You love it out there. Out oh, there they were. The nation spread across Missouri, Arkansas, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Okay. Massive, massive area. From the 17th to the 18th century, they were leaders in the fur and horse trade, establishing routes with the French, up and down this kind of relationship Mm -hmm. with the French, but actually quite close. Apparently, that's where the name of the tribe came from. It's a variation, a French variation on their other name, which is the Children of the Middle Waters. Oh, nice. Mm. But everything was good. Everything was good, Mm. good for the nation. But then what happens, Nick? Mm. What happens? The U.S., Government decide, mm, you know all that land you have? That lovely, it, lovely land. We we would like that Yes, for you the white settlers. It. You don't need that. You don't need that. You know, Europeans need that or we need that. So wouldn't it be nice if you started just doing farming rather than hunting and trading and, and doing better than us? <laughs> it was the same for nations across the country. Lands were taken, as we know, tribes were forced to relocate to Indian territory. Led to widespread poverty, deprivation. A really horrific time period that lasted for centuries. The Osage tribe was forced onto a reservation in northeast Oklahoma, which is now Osage County. A fraction of the size they had before. And this is after they've been shifted around several times, dealing with smallpox outbreaks from those damned Europeans, trying to fend off both sides on the Civil War because they (laughs) were neutral, going, please get the fuck off our land. And listening to missionaries a lot. (laughs) Who doesn't love that? But the Osage Nation's situation was a little different. They were one of the only nations to buy their land. Oh. They bought their land in the reservation. They had negotiated to maintain the mineral rights. Nice. So after many, many years of hardship and battling the government to actually pay them the annuities that they were owed, there was a nice discovery in 1894, (laughs) Nick. Oh, oh, that was a happy day. What could it be? 
It could be oil. Surely not. Oh, oh yes. Oklahoma after Texas uh, and Otapar, I think, with California, one of the biggest oil-producing states. <laughs> it's like just, yes, oil aplenty. The oil boom is just beginning at nice. this time. In the early 1900s, Osage Nation became, for a short time, some of the richest people in the world. Brilliant. As the oil boom builds over the next 20 years, the nation amassed millions upon millions of dollars this is no overestimation mm. it is that much as tycoons came to bid for drilling leases they came to bid under an elm tree that has got a marker on it right now the stump that it used to be <laughs> that's where they used to come and pay millions of dollars millions of millions millions, of millions, millions just for leases the cash royalties for oil exploration on their land could be around thirteen thousand pounds a year for every single person on the reservation <laughs> So modern equivalent around two or four hundred million dollars a year. Yeah, that'll do it. Oh, they're tasty. That's, that's, that's tasty. That's nice, yeah. Everyone had an equal share, each having their own head right. And under the laws that had been established, anyone could inherit the head rights to the different lands. You couldn't buy them. You couldn't mm-hmm. sell them. But you could inherit. And that inheritance could go to non-tribe members, but mm-hmm. if they were connected with the family. So I'm sure after allocating the land, the US government went, fuck. Yes. <laughs> Ten years later. Oh, this oil stuff's quite handy. Ah, oh, shit. Shit. They did. They, they, you know, they paid. Every, they had to. They had yeah. no bloody choice. Uh, but they wouldn't be outdone for long, you mm. see. The press documented this boom very well, in particular how the Osage Nation were spending their money. These are people who have suddenly become multi-millionaires overnight. And yet, yeah, incredible wealth. They're going to splash out. They're going to splash out on cars, beautiful homes. They're going to get their own houses with servants. Mm. They're going to be doing that. They're going to get jewellery, education for their children, the finest private schools. They're going to travel the world on this wealth that they have. Yeah, a lot of white people don't like that. All of this extravagant spending you can completely understand for a nation of people who have worked hard for centuries and have literally earned this through skillful negotiation. And the more it's reported, the more white people know about it. And old news spreads about this fat, oily land (laughs) and suddenly incredibly wealthy people. Sure, there must be a few opportunities for a, a good entrepreneur or two or just opportunities to exploit people right left and center Mm. in 1921 uh, just before these murders occurred in 1921 the government passed an act that decreed that every osage resident of half blood or more needed a guardian to manage their royalties right so they weren't capable of looking after their own money themselves no they had to i'm assuming that that person had to be white white man yes white businessman yep 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 they could not be trusted to handle their own money because they had so much Mm. they had all of these guardians which led to massive theft and corruption this is documented to a point you can imagine as much as you like and it happened Mm. yeah now of course the nation was far better off than some others so they still were incredibly wealthy but were being completely exploited by people who just walked in and went oh okay the best case scenario skim a little bit off the top and other case scenarios millions shifted from their bank accounts being conned out of land being conned out of everything that they had it was Mm. it was yeah it was a lot but a little swindling and massive theft was apparently going to be the least of their problems (laughs) yeah but yeah i think it gets worse by the sound it it gets worse (laughs) back to molly and her dead sister yes back to molly and poor Mm. poor anna so molly the background obviously her family are incredibly wealthy incredibly wealthy they all have their own head rights which are worth a huge amount and then if anyone dies in the family they inherit that so molly had married ernest 
Burkhart, who was a white man. He was seven years younger than her. He didn't work. The reason he didn't work is he said, I've married a no-sage. Yeah. My wife has all the money. My wife has the money. The sisters in the family, so there was Anna, Molly, Rita, and Minnie. Now, I mentioned earlier on, they'd suffered a loss early on. Minnie Minnie had died from a mysterious wasting disease. Now, wasting disease at the time was the term given to something. We don't know what it was. Yeah. But she died. But she died of it. But she died of it. Now, yes, traditionally in Victorian England and everything, oh, wasting disease could be leukemia, it could be cancer or anything like that. In this case, it's more like, yeah, she just sort of died a bit over a prolonged period of time, Mm. showing signs of vomiting and (laughs) sort of cramps and all sorts of things. Yeah, but you know what? It's a wasting disease. Yeah. Something the doctors could not work out. And now Anna is dead. And the police are being pretty damn slow with their investigation. Mm. They are half-hearted attempts to find out what might have happened to her on the night she disappeared, talking to her ex-husband, trying to accuse him of the crime. He has a perfect alibi. They just let the matter drop, really. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a lot like hard work, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and that of Charles Whitehorn as well. Oh, man, it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Person. No, the Osage County Sheriff was very well-connected, uh, friendly with many, many businessmen in the area. And I'm sure it was in his interest not to dig too deeply mm. into any mysterious deaths of these people that might benefit others. When Molly arranged her sister's funeral, she was charged the equivalent of £80,000 for the service. That's triple the amount yeah. that was charged elsewhere. Wealthy, native woman. Wealthy, yeah, absolutely. You can scam you all you like. So we have... Blech. Anna's murder on her hands. I think this is the end of the matter. It's going to get a lot worse, Yeah, Nick. I can imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lizzie, Molly's mother, has been feeling quite ill lately, as I said. She suffered the same wasting disease as her younger daughter seemed to have had. She was a fit and healthy older woman, but now suddenly is fading away. And she fears, as her husband does as well, that she might have been subjected to poison. Mm. But what evidence do they have? Mm. And who can they accuse without fear of retribution? In July 1921, Lizzie Q dies. At the time, she owned four headrights. Sure. Her own three she'd inherited. They are passed down to Molly and the other surviving sister, Rita. So the two sisters are probably feeling there's a very large target on yeah. the back of their yeah. back. <laughs> Molly is determined to find out what has happened to Anna. She starts asking the local authorities. They're really not doing much. She asks all and sundry. She asks prominent white businessman, William Hale, who's a successful cattle rancher, who's made millions and he's donated to local causes. Said, please, can you help me? He calls her a great friend and said, yeah, I will, I will put up a reward to find out what's happened here. I will support this. But the authorities are not doing anything. Mm. Molly hires other private detectives to look into the case, but that also results in more death. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She goes to talk to one private detective, Barney McBride, who had connections with different tribes. He starts asking around. He is found stabbed to death. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Asking too many questions. Too many questions. Literally started looking into it, found stabbed to death. Yeah. I was like, okay, not going to take this case. (laughs) Meanwhile, over the next year into 1922, there were multiple deaths amongst the Osage people who had reportedly all consumed bad alcohol. Oh. Moonshine. That yeah. bootlegger. That's it. That's it. All drinking bad alcohol, mm. drop dead reports repeatedly of people who had had a drink and then suddenly came back vomiting, spasming, almost as if the alcohol was laced with strychnine. Yeah. 
That'll do it. It's getting so heavy now that the Washington Post even ran a headline that read, Conspiracy Believed to Kill Rich Indians. Ooh, well, at least someone said it. Most notably, in February 1923, two hunters are out on the plains around Fairfax Town and they find a car with a man slumped over the wheel. Mm. An Osage man who has been shot in the back of the head. His name is Henry Rowan, a cousin of Molly's. Mm. He was a friend of William Hales as well, the prominent businessman who had loaned him money repeatedly had heard his marriage was in trouble. Hale was a pallbearer at his funeral and he again gave funds and dis- vowed to have this bloody business stopped. Why were people being attacked? So this is getting scary for Molly. Yeah. And for Rita. Shit, what else can happen? And it's interesting So you've got people who are being, thinking they're being poisoned and strychnine, which is sort of, that's a bit of a long-term sort of plan and then just people who are being executed yeah pretty much by gunshots on the back of the head which is <laughs> two very different motives or not motives but two different methods mm, um, going on there yeah intriguing the number of people who are dying over this period apart from the main players in this is quite large mm. so molly and rita terrified right now yeah, yeah rita is packing her bag she has a property outside of the main town she's like no i'm moving into the town i'm moving into the town with my husband her and her husband have a bit of a strained marriage it's not a particularly happy one mm. but they're sticking together and she's like i need to be in the town yeah not out in the open fair so i can see my attackers coming i need to be safe all fine bill himself you know not a great husband that he was he was very vocal in saying that someone was targeting the osage people mm. and they were white men behind it no one is willing to say names and no of course not because people are getting killed <laughs> he knew we couldn't name them but they feel safe in the city in the house with their servant they're all fine nope no what do you think happens nick I'm assuming they die horribly. Okay. Well, how do you think they die? Um, either poison or a gunshot to the, to the head. No. House is blown up. Oh, Christ. That's escalated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, what the hell? Yes. <laughs> I, I would not have gone with exploding house. 10th of March, 1923. Their house, someone plants a bomb with 19 litres of nitroglycerin. Oh, Christ. And it is blown to smithereens. Blown half the street to smithereens. <laughs> Rita and the maid die instantly in the wreckage, certainly. Uh, husband Bill goes to hospital, survives for a couple more days, then dies. Yeah. While in hospital, he tells people his suspicions, still terrified about naming mm. names, but saying he knows who's behind it. Yeah. So, it's all going well. It's all going really well, yeah. In, in June 1923, a man named George Bigheart is travelling on a train to Oklahoma City and is admitted to hospital on arrival, seemingly have ingested poisoned whiskey. Oh, God. So, bad whiskey, or was bad it just whiskey. loaded up with strychnine? Mm. He calls his lawyer his good friend and confides in him he also knows what is going on and who might be behind it. He must go and get help. The lawyer boards an overnight train back to Osage County. The next morning, his carriage is found empty and unused, and his body is found by the side of the railroad tracks Ooh. with his skull caved in. Big Heart would die in hospital the same day. It's a lot of death. Yeah, and there's a lot, and there's a lot of intrigue going on there as well. Man has phone call with lawyer. Lawyer ends up dead. Yeah. Oh, he comes to see him. Comes oh, so, yes. to see him. Yeah. So the, obviously these people are being followed and spied upon to see who they're talking with. I mean, that's really freaky. And this is a fraction of mm. how many people are dying yeah. that we don't talk about. So Molly, by now, 
has reached out to the Burns Detective Agency for help. So William Burns, who would go on to be one of the founding leaders of the federal agency, which would later become the FBI. He may be worth a story himself. He was called the American Sherlock Holmes. Nice. The story has gained enough headlines and attention of the Bureau by now that by the time J. Edgar Hoover is in charge, he decides to send down a man named Tom White to lead an undercover investigation. There's lots of back and forth around this and all sorts of awful instances of corruption mm. and authorities not being able to be trusted or anything. But the Bureau do send men down and they go, you've got to go undercover. You've got to find out what's happening because people aren't talking and also everyone we know could be in on this. So they go down. They turn up all sorts of unanswered questions. Where was the bullet that should have been lodged in Anna Brown's head mm -hmm. that would have given an indication of which gun was used? Why hadn't the doctors found it? Because they performed an autopsy oh. on here. There was no exit wound. They must have found the bullet. But where was it? Who was the man who was seen with Anna on the night she disappeared? The last question was answered by a local farmer who confided in the agents that it was Brian Burkhart. Mm. the man she'd been stepping out with yep. her sister's husband's, husband's brother. brother was brian acting alone or was he acting for his upstanding respectable member of society uncle william hale mm, really complicated. and i think that's time for a drink oh yes definitely i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skidt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt. Det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. 
So who is William? William Hale was born in 1874 in Texas and came to the Osage Reservation in his 20s to open his own cattle ranch. A former Texas cowboy turned suit-wearing landowner and businessman, <laughs> he was a hard-working, self-made man who had carved out a respectable position for himself in the territory. He gave out donations, as I said, medical care to people in need. He loaned money. He was beloved by all. He was okay. also a man who was happy to bribe, blackmail... <laughs> coerce and intimidate anyone yeah who got in his way business it's business it's called it business is business you this is the absolute picture of white male power hungry <laughs> greed mania yeah this man did not care who he fucked up on the way he had carved out this position for himself and Everyone either loved him or was terrified by him. It would transpire that Hale would stop at nothing to get his hands on the wealth that the Osage people controlled and he had no qualms whatsoever mm. about killing them. So it was that Hale probably orchestrated the marriage between his nephew Ernest and young Molly in 1917, knowing she, if the rest of her family were out of the way, would ultimately inherit all of the head rights, which is untold millions. He blows up his own nephew. No, no, no. That wasn't his nephew. Oh, beg your pardon. I've, no, no, no. I, I've got myself confused. No, Rita was married to a man, Bill. It was not was not right, connected sorry, to Burt Card. Right. Molly is married to Ernest. Brian, who is Ernest's brother, yep. had a sort of a dalliance with Anna. Yes. And he's been floating around. Gotcha. Sorry. Got, my got confused. That's okay. It's easy to get confused <laughs> on this journey. But they are both the nephews of William Hale. Suddenly, Minnie, the youngest daughter, is dead. Mm, yep. Wasting disease. Anna's dead, shot through the head. The mother is dead, mm. wasting disease as well. All this money's coming to, to Molly. Yeah. Molly and Rita. Rita, blown up. Blown to smithereens. Yeah. <laughs> and Hale is out there seeming like the kind and benevolent man while pulling the strings of death behind the scenes. They also found out Hale's close friend, Henry Rowan, the man who had been shot in the back of the head and found slumped over a steering wheel, had a $25,000 life insurance policy <laughs> and who did it benefit? Who could it have been William Hale? William Hale is good white friend. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. Everyone was deathly afraid of William Hale and wouldn't speak ill of him. But now Molly is the only one left. Yeah. She's starting to feel ill. Yeah, and she's not sleeping ever. <laughs> but in 1925 she confides to her priest that she has started to suffer a terrible sickness similar mm. to the wasting disease afflicting her previous relatives who have died she fears she is being poisoned yeah. luckily the priest talks to the authorities he knows the agents the undercover agents he knows the, the route to them you have to get involved in a roundabout way they're able to step in get her out of the house get her away from her husband she immediately improves her health improves and she survives. The agents now feel, after many, many investigations and interviews, and there's a lot documented online, it's fascinating, but they have enough to arrest William Hale and Ernest Burkhart, Molly's good. husband, on suspicion of murder. It isn't long before Ernest cuts his losses and decides to talk. Yeah. Uh, thinking for a deal. Now, he admits to his part in the bombing of Rita and Bill Smith's house. Okay. He's involved in the bombing. He names his uncle, William Hale, as having orchestrated the whole thing and that Ernest had been responsible for getting a man named Henry Grammer 
to hire a contract killer named Asa <laughs> Kirby to set the bomb. So there's lots of different yeah. people around. Lots yeah. of wheels within wheels. Wheels within <laughs> wheels. Grammar and Kirby could not corroborate this. They'd been killed since. Okay. Yeah. Convenient. Grammar in a car crash. Uh, Kirby was robbing a shop, but then was shot by the co- shopkeeper who'd also been tipped off by William Hale. <laughs> Always oh, cleaning up loose ends. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Ernest would not implicate his brother Brian, mm. even though everyone's going, Brian was with Anna Brown. Won't implicate him, but he said a third man had been involved. That's it. He also named a man named John Ramsey, who was the shooter for Henry Rowan's death, the man in the car. Ramsey, when the police came up to his door, said, I guess it's my neck now. Get your pencils out. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> They're unzipping their flies, and he's like, "No, no, I meant I'm going to confess." Jesus Christ! There's so much wanking going on on this oil rig. <laughs> back to the serious back, stuff. Back hey. He confessed that he had killed Henry Rowan <laughs> after Hale promised him five hundred dollars. Wow! And a new car. New car always. Nice. New car. He told the agents white people in Oklahoma thought no more of killing an Indian than they did in 1724. Mm. Himself was not a nice man. Yeah, very disparaging. William Hale and John Ramsey were charged with Henry Rowan's murder. That's what they pin it on. The process, manic. <laughs> William Hale is a very rich, rich man. He gets the best lawyers in and they fight tooth and fucking nail yeah. using every trick in the book to get them off. There are retrials. There are moving of the cases because, oh, can you do it state? Can you do it county? Mistrial, this, blah, blah, blah. It keeps going. Statements where Hale's lawyers are getting the witnesses to lie, getting them drunk before they go into court, bribing people, and then claiming the police use police brutality to get the confessions out of them, which are quickly retracted. Obviously, John Ramsey never said anything like that. Oh, he never said anything. Convoluted process of appeal. But finally, they are brought to trial and it is results in a conviction. Ernest, in the meantime, Burkhart, was charged with the murder of Rita and Bill Smith. The, the, the explosion. The explosion. The big explosion. He pleads not guilty, but then changed his mind halfway through and confessed to his role in the bombing and said it was under his uncle's orders. Ernest was convicted of the crime, but then he acted as a witness ah. in Hale's trial. His conviction meant he could act as a witness. He revealed that Hale frequently poisoned moonshine. <laughs> as a method of dispatching people. Had other people do it? Of, of course, course, absolutely. Of course. His own hands dirty. He revealed that Hale had been annoyed that Henry Rowan had been shot in the back of the head because it should have been in the front to make it look like suicide. Right, yes, of course. This was a common tactic across all of the deaths in this time period. Mm. Make it look like suicide. That is what will go on the death certificate. <sighs> Around the fourth trial of William Hale, he and John Ramsey are found guilty of shooting dead Henry Rowan. They were sentenced to life. William Hale is sent to the Kansas State Penitentiary on October the 9th, 1929. Hale reportedly said to a relative during a prison visit, if that damned Ernest had kept his mouth shut, we'd be rich today. (laughs) Bastard. Unfortunately, he was paroled in 1947, Mm. so just under 20 years. Went on to live in Montana as a ranch hand before dying in Arizona in 1962. The third man that Brian had referred to in Anna Brown's death, the first death that we came across, was Kelsey Morrison. He confessed to the murder. He later retracted this. But Brian Burkhart turned state witness, Mm -hmm. which meant he was immune from prosecution. He was never prosecuted for any part in this. 
but he gave evidence. He testified explaining that Anna had been taken by both of them to the ravine, gotten drunk and then shot in the back of the head. Kelsey Morrison was found guilty. Brian escaped jail. He died in 1985. And Ernest Burkhart, the husband of Molly, was sentenced to life in Oklahoma State Penitentiary. He was paroled in 1937. But then he robbed someone's house and was put back in jail. No, good. Mm. Eventually paroled again in Mm. 1959. I cannot find a lot of background on this. He received a pardon by the state governor. Right. He died in 1986. So while this mad, crazy tale of multiple murders connected to one family orchestrated by one truly evil man may seem the stuff of legend, (laughs) the fact is many other Osage men and women never received justice. Between 1921 and 1923, 13 more men and women died in mysterious circumstances. By 1925, 60 had died with their land going to white guardians. There were many falsified death certificates, famous cases of people researching their ancestry and finding the details and later working out that the death certificates had been falsified, claiming that the people had died by suicide when in fact, in true poisonous cabinet style, Mm. they had been poisoned. In 1925, just after this happened, a law was passed prohibiting non-Osage people from inheriting head rights from the nation. So it wiped out anyone marrying into the family and trying to benefit from it. And in 2000, the year 2000, the Osage sued the federal government over its management of the trust assets of its land, alleging that it had failed to pay tribal members appropriate royalties and had not historically protected the land assets and appreciation. And the suit was settled in 2011 for $300 million. (laughs) And if you think this story is crazy enough for a (laughs) cinema... You can watch it soon in the upcoming Martin Scorsese (laughs) film, The Killing of the Flower Moon. Oh, very good. I mean, I had never heard of any of that before. (laughs) So that is the story of the reign of terror, the Osage Indian murders. That's mad. That's that's such (laughs) such an unknown, well, certainly here it's entirely unknown. Um, Maybe slightly more well-known in the States, I would imagine. I think much more well-known in the States. But here, but, but for one person. To orchestrate hmm. such oh, uh, that's mad, <laughs> can't, can't even comprehend. Um, the, this, just, that is that is absolute sort of evil sitting there behind a big desk with a big pyramid, which is exactly evil, what he did. Sort of, <laughs> <laughs> just p- plotting and planning and to get rid of all these people, so he would he would finally get. He would benefit from it. He did. That was enough for that whole family. He may have been responsible for many many more yeah. deaths. All the other deaths that happened during that time period, very easily, just the white guardians. Yeah, yeah, could have absolutely. Been, and we call them the white guardians. You know, they were white men uh, yeah. who were who were just put in charge of these people's wealth. One hundred percent, people were just being knocked off yeah. because no one cared. No one was looking at them. They were incredibly wealthy people, mm. but like, oh no, white people should have that money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's lots of theories and lots of stories, all sorts of things about the number of people who died at that time who people believe were mm. poisoned, were yeah. murdered, just just very quietly knocked off. You know, this also disregards the hundreds of other people who were just swindled. 
swindled out of their money. Out of an absolute fortune as well. Yeah, but William Hale, this nice benevolent man Mm. who came on as big businessman, he he is the picture of evil and his picture is pretty evil. He's got really tiny, tiny (laughs) round glasses. He looks like the villain in Indiana Jones. Nice. Yeah, he looks like him. (laughs) And just such little regard. Yeah. For oh, human life, like whatsoever. no, I deserve that money. Uh, yeah, that's that's should, that should be mine. That should be, that should belong to white people. I mean, it's just... it's a story you get into and you go, a why haven't we done it? Yeah. B why is no one else talking about this? There's mm. a lot of resources. I should say it's going to become much more famous when the film comes Certainly. out. It was out in Cannes in May. Oh, it's going wow, to be okay. out here in October. Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, various other Martin Scorsese people. I love Martin Scorsese. Absolutely love him. So I'm very excited to see <laughs> it. But Robert De Niro plays William Hale. Oh, oh that'll and be you can imagine. Very good. That's you can imagine. Interesting. Yeah, that's going to be good. But this is what was wiped out, and it's a shameful part of history, I guess. Well, you know, it's, yes. there's no reflection on modern day people or anything, but it's what happened. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's comparable to slavery in Britain, and, <laughs> you know, and what happened to the Irish and everything like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, everyone's got their hands dirty. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, and just blowing up someone's house. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's rare that we get a bombing. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So I don't think we've ever had one. <laughs> so, no. It's just like, could, could poison you or could shoot you in the head. No, I'm just going to blow up your house. <laughs> it's going to fill it full of TNT. It's just built up in so many of the stories around that this family is so interesting because that happened in yeah. the middle and you go, okay, is it going to get worse? Oh, it's going to get oh, a yes, lot I'm, worse. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. this shit's going to go down. <laughs> yeah, you got blown to pieces. All for money. All for money. Money and oil, the greatest poison of them all. <laughs> well, there you go. Mm. What do you think, people? What do you think of the story? Do you know the story of the Osage Indian murders, the reign of terror? It was called. It was all over the newspapers. Can you offer more insight? Do you know little stories around it? Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of this episode. And we hope we've done justice to all of the people yes. m- mentioned in this story as well. Please do chime in if there is more to this that you would like us to refer to in future but most importantly if you want to really confuse yourself yeah. further because there were a lot of facts in that a lot of facts and i did get confused about who was who but, um... <laughs> you did <laughs> but 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 to confuse yourself even further yeah mix yourself up in north sea oil because that's not the oil we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> i must admit i haven't finished it it's still there and i don't know if i will it, it feels dangerous yeah i mean i had a lot of words to read so it's it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. The recipe will be out this evening, as always. Mm. If you've got the bits, give it a go. Let us know what you think. If not, make something else that's lovely, yeah. that you like. It's one order at a really fancy cocktail bar if you've got the funds. If they're, if they're not charging the earth, don't don't pay over 12 no. quid for this. Please don't. Uh, no, equivalent I don't. In... Just don't. Actually. I don't well, if you're into your aniseed or you like caraway, maybe, yeah. might be interesting, but I'm I'm not sure in hindsight. It's yeah. just very confusing. It's very confusing. I find it very sweet. In the end, it's um, quite a sweet aniseedy drink that yeah. doesn't match up to any of the ingredients, maybe. Yeah. But we'd love to know what you but think. Yeah, absolutely. But a, a fascinating, a fascinating experiment. 
If you are enjoying another cocktail this weekend, please send us information. Thank you to everyone who's been sending us pictures and people who've been on their travels who just DM mm. us when they have been out in lovely cocktail bars and showing us pictures and telling us about different cocktails. We love to see it. Thank you so much for sending those. Make sure you're following us on social media if you don't already. It just helps the podcast, gets yes. us more exposure. So find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook and please come and support us on TikTok. If you don't already, if you're not a TikTok fan, our videos are great. They are. Just watch those. Yeah. <laughs> Sinead does a lot of them. Or all of them, in fact. <laughs> Nick has promises. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I promise a lot, but I don't do anything. And come and join us on Patreon if you want more juicy Poisonous Cabinet content every single week. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisonous Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skidt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmakker.